You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today I have the honor of speaking to Martha Shaden, who is the president and CEO of Miyak Orthopedics. And I'm super excited to talk to Martha today because I believe the products that Miyak Orthopedics are going to be bringing to market are just going to be revolutionary and game changing. So without further ado, Martha, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Eric. Well, thanks again. And again, I kind of gave the grand introduction there because you just had some really exciting things happen. And I've been following from afar, MIOC, and it's really exciting some of the announcements that just came out recently concerning MIOC. So if you don't mind, if you can kind of talk about MIOC, kind of the evolution of, of where it started and where you are now, that'd be wonderful. Great. Yep. Sure will. So the technology was developed by Dr. Martha Murray at a lab at Boston Children's Hospital here in Boston, Massachusetts. She had a friend who had an ACL injury. And once she learned that the gold standard for treating an ACL tear was to harvest tissue from another part of the body, it motivated her to go find a solution that she believed could be better. You know, she was a bit surprised, and I'd say not in a good way, that she learned that the standard treatment was to go take a tendon from another part of the body and put it into the ACL joint, and it was never meant to be there. So it has taken Dr. Murray decades to develop the beer technology, and I'll explain why. If you look at the MCL, the MCL can heal on its own, right? It's in an extra articular space. And it is very similar in the way it looks, the anatomy, to an ACL. But the MCL can heal by itself, and the ACL couldn't. So there was a lot of fundamental research that Dr. Murray had to do to really understand what was the basic difference between the two areas. Once she did that, she realized that the absence of a blood clot was the major difference between the MCL and the ACL. In the MCL, a blood clot can form, and we all know that you need that blood clot to heal a wound, right? That kickstarts the healing, the natural history of healing. With the ACL, it's in what we call a hostile environment, and the synovial fluid breaks down the blood and the tissue And so the blood clot can't form. So what she needed to do is develop a technology that would, in a way, recreate the environment that's in the MCL to allow the ACL to heal. The ACL is very similar to the MCL, as I mentioned. Intrinsically, it has all of the right stuff to be able to heal, but it just couldn't because of that formation of a blood clot. So that was her first challenge. The second thing was regarding the technique. So we've got the technology. How do you get it into the joint in an easy, deterministic, reproducible way? And so she worked off of the current ACL 
surgical technique, but, you know, there were some adaptations and changes that needed to be made to account for this, the bare implant. So she needed to spend some time trying to figure out how to stabilize the knee while the new collagen tissue was being produced and hold the beer in place. So once she got all of that sort of worked out, then she was able to start the clinical trials. Well, thank you. I appreciate you kind of going through the evolution of, of how it started with the bear implant. Because as of now, and, and I'm someone who, my son, who is a college lacrosse player, has gone through two ACL constru- reconstructions in two and a half years. And it was major, major rehab. And, and of course, just for doing that reconstruction, obviously the drilling of, of the right. femur and, and just the opening, it is a major, major surgery any way you look at it. And so I would anticipate that this will eliminate several of those steps. Would I be correct? In yeah, yeah. That? that's right, Eric. So first of all, with standard treatment, you know that they go in and they remove any of the remaining ACL, right? And as you mentioned, they take a tendon from another part of the body if they're doing autograph, or you can take it from a deceased donor. But in either case, they're removing all of the remaining ACL and they're drilling pretty large tunnels that approximate where the natural insertion points were, both on the femoral and the the tibia side, right? And so that's a lot of, I mean, just in and itself, it's a lot of trauma to the, the knee. In addition to that, the placement of those tunnels needs to be pretty precise, as you know. If you miss it and you don't get it right, it can absolutely impact the kinetics of the knee, how the knee operates, how it feels, associated pain, etc. With beer, we don't remove the remaining ACL. In fact, you need the tibial stump to be there. We do a whip stitch around that and draw it up into the femoral notch. And then we insert Bayer, and Bayer is attached both to the tibia and the femur, and it nestles next to the ACL stump. So the benefit here is, one, you're not disrupting the natural insertion points of the ACL, which is really good. Second, the placement of the attachment sites for the beer, you're not drilling large tunnels, and they don't have to be really precise. And why not? Because you're not disrupting the insertion points. So this is really just to get beer in there, hold it in place long enough for the healing cascade to start. So there's real benefit in that. And as you look at the tissue that is regrown and you look at the orientation of the ACL that has been restored, it is very much like the contralateral knee because we haven't disturbed those insertion points. The other thing is that when you think about putting a tendon in a spot that it was never designed to be there, you have issues with fit. You can have a hamstring that's much bigger than the space that it's supposed to be going into. 
as a result, you have these complications. And you know this, Eric, but with bone patella tendon bone, a very large percentage of patients have kneeling pain after surgery and it persists. And with hamstring, you can have hamstring deficit for years and it may never come back to normal. And there are other things that go along with it. So when we look at the benefits of bear, there's, you know, it's not just about restoring the natural anatomy. It's about, you know, the patient satisfaction after the surgery. And then lastly, if you did have to revise bear, if you think about it, it's much easier. You've done no harm. It's much easier to revise. You could either do another bear or you could do a, an autograph or an allograph. But the revision is much easier because you haven't disrupted the footprint and the tunnels are much smaller. So basically, surgeons tell us that it is a much easier revision than if you had done an autograph originally. Well, it truly sounds like this could change the treatment options or the, the, the primary treatment option for ACL reconstruction yeah. for sure. As obviously when you the big announcement receiving FDA approval, what are some of the feedback that you are getting from some of these patients that you've had in, in your trials from the surgeons? Yeah. Well, just one thing that I want to tell you and your audience is that it was a de novo pathway. And that's very unusual in orthopedics. This is only the second de novo approval in orthopedics ever. So that is really good news. And I hope that it's a, you know, it's just the start of many de novos coming into orthopedics. In terms of the feedback, the early feedback, if you count the number of patients that have contacted us daily, I would say the response has been overwhelming. We're also receiving inquiries from surgeons, not only in the United States, but globally, many, many, many countries. There seems to be a fair amount of passion and quote unquote around beer. I'll just tell you a little story. One person with a torn ACL contacted a site where we had previously enrolled patients for one of our clinical trials. And this person was told that the site didn't have the product yet, so they couldn't do the surgery. The patient didn't like the answer, so they actually got in their car and drove down to the site and said they were there to get the beer procedure. And the person had done their homework. The person's a bodybuilder, and what they said was they didn't want BPTB because of kneeling pain, and they didn't want hamstring because they didn't believe that they would get their hamstring back strength back to normal. So they felt that beer was the right option for them, and they were pretty passionate about getting the product. So we're excited that patients are excited and that surgeons are excited. Well, it sounds like, especially with a story like that, that there is a lot of excitement in the marketplace. And then when you look at 400,000 ACL injuries per year, approximately, there's obviously a marketplace that's, like I said, I got to watch firsthand the rehab twice for someone who had to deal with it, one with a using autographed and then one with the, a cadaver. And, and it was, you know, it was the, the rehab. It, it didn't matter on either one. It, w- it was long and arduous and, and tough. So you've had your approval when, you know, obviously the magic question I'm going to ask is when can you see the bear implant coming to the marketplace? for the Yeah. Places? So we're watching and we're evaluating 
when the right time would be to launch. You know, we're unfortunately in the middle of this raging pandemic. And I think that, you know, all indications are that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Hopefully the vaccine rollout goes faster and smoother than what we've seen. We don't want to launch in the middle of the pandemic for obvious reasons. So right now we're going to take a pause and and see how things develop over the next couple of months and then make a decision. Yeah, I completely understand. And like you said, hopefully this will, once we get the vaccine going in the right direction and hopefully get some herd immunity, we'll be able to get back to normal at some point in time. So do you see other indications for the bear implant or are you specifically focusing on the AC? Yeah. So, you know, I do believe this is a platform technology and, you know, we have strong reason to believe that, but we haven't studied it yet. So although I believe there could be applications for bear and other areas where ligament healing could be challenging or tendon healing is challenging. We don't know definitively, but that is one area that we'll be exploring in the future. Right now, you know, as you said, there's a lot of opportunity in the ACL market, and we want to really get the product out to patients that could use it for ACL tears. Yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of getting it out to the market in I don't know if you have at MIOC have thought about this yet, or we have plenty of surgeons that are listening right now. How do you see, where would someone contact in, in the future? Would we go right directly to MIOC? Are you planning on having a sales force or distributor network? Yeah. How is that? Yeah, looking? so we're, gonna, we're going direct. If we're going to use a similar model that we use for Rotation Medical, and you may know that product, Regenitin. We sold that business to Smith & Nephew. Mm-hmm. And similar rollout model where we will be prioritizing certain areas to initially. We want, as we have done in the past, we really believe that it's important to train our sales reps on the science as well as the technology and the surgical technique. They should be subject matter experts so that they can really support our physicians in the way our physicians deserve it. So we'll be hiring our sales reps shortly, and then we will be targeting certain areas to begin with and then rolling it out and broadening our reach from there. So more to come on that. But we're, you know, I think that we're looking at areas where there are, you know, strong populations, large populations, and volumes of ACLs are being done. So we're going to prioritize there first. Well, thank you for that. And then I know after this podcast, and obviously you already have created a huge amount of interest. So in the meantime, would the best place to receive more information just to be able to go to www.miocortho.com? Is that the best place? And there's information there that if one of our surgeons wants to reach out to us, there's an email and a telephone number that they can use. And I am personally, you know, speaking with surgeons directly in many cases and would love to hear from them. So if there are questions or thoughts, please contact us. Well, I'm sure you will get plenty of contact and this is really exciting. And and just anecdotally, I've, you know, spoken to some friends or some sports medicine. And when I kind of broach the subject, you know, their eyes look at you and they kind of, you see in their face, they go, just the thoughts of, you know, and one specifically said, you know, just what patients endure in order to get back to, you know, where they were before, 
this could completely change that. So very exciting technology. Yeah, you know, it's, it struck me and I was surprised that there hasn't been a major change in the way ACL tears are treated in decades. But, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not an unmet clinical need. And it's been, I think, a long been a goal of surgeons to find a way for patients to heal their own ACL. Because we all know that getting our own anatomy back is better than putting, you know, a prosthesis in there. So there's been lots of efforts, and this is the first technology that's clinically shown to enable the body to heal its own torn ACL. Well, it is extremely exciting. And again, for our listeners, if you want to learn more information about MIOC and the Bear implant, please go to www.miocortho.com. And Martha, I want to thank you so much for coming on today and, and talking about the bear implant and just the technology in, in general. It's, it's really thank exciting. Thank you, Eric. It's been a pleasure. And thanks for the great questions. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I ask every guest that comes on the Ortho Idea podcast one last question in the end. It's always a fun question. But if you were not the president and CEO of Miyak Ortho and you could be doing anything else, you would, what would that be? What would you like? I'd to be do? running a bakery. I love it. That's the very first running a bakery answer I've got. Okay. That's great. <laughs> right, what's your specialty? I know oh, it has to be one. Goodness. You know, I bake anything. So you tell me what's your favorite and that's what I that's my favorite. Oh, that's great. I love it. Well, that's a lot of fun. And I would imagine during this pandemic, you might have been able to hone your skills a little bit. I have been experimenting. Let me just tell you that. Gotcha. Well, that's exciting. Well, again, Martha, thank you so much for coming on the Ortho Idea podcast. I appreciate your time and we'll definitely Great, talk thanks. soon. Thank you, Martha. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.